This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Gracie and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Tuesday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A number of topics to get to. We're going to open the phone lines right now. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. Every now and then, some of you will call up here and say, well, you know, Dominic, you're always stating that Trump is going to win the election, and that's impossible, Dominic. The man is charged in a civil rape case, and, and this investigation, and that investigation, and that, and that, and that. How could you say that? You're such in Trump's corner. That's the way it sounds to me. Well... There's a new poll out from a major news organization that is stating everything that I have said to you. One, President Biden's approval rating has hit a career low. It seems like that's a steady drum. And a broad 68%. 68% of Americans say he's too old for another term. I've been telling you folks this for about an, a year, and I don't. He says he's running, but but I, I I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And and if he is running, it's under the belief that they think they're going to hide him in the basement. That's not going to work this time. Hide him in the basement and then re, win re-election, and then he retires and Kamala Harris steps in with her laugh. Not going to happen, folks. Not going to happen. That's one of the stories we are going to deal with this morning. I'm going to break down the numbers. So to those of you that call up and say, you're always predicting Trump is going to win the election. How could you say that? I would really love to hear from you this morning. I have a good track record of predicting. As a matter of fact, I'm being modest. I have an excellent record of predicting elections. And I am telling you that right now, right now, Donald Trump is the favorite heading headed back to the White House. Things could change, but right now he is the favorite. I'll break down the numbers in just a little bit. Multiple people arrested just hours ago after protesters once again clashed with police during a Manhattan demonstration over the subway chokehold death of Jordan Neely, this uh, the chaos erupted outside of the Broadway Lafayette subway station 
uh, where Neely was uh, killed. And these protests at the subway station, outside the station, inside the station, they are reckless and they're not helping anything. You have a, a First Amendment right to protest or do anything you want. But when you're protesting near a subway station, inside a subway station, the risk is too high that something bad can happen. And indeed, it happened uh, just a short time ago in which in which a photojournalist was uh, injured at this uh, event, at this protest. And uh, a man is seen uh, being carried away, arrested with his face full of blood. Governor Hochul says Jordan Neely's death is a wake-up call on mental health. Madam Governor, are, 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 you, are you serious here, Madam Governor? So when Michelle Goh was hit by that train after a homeless man pushed her on the train, that wasn't a wake-up call? How about when the homeless man, the lady in in uh, in the Chinatown area, Lower Manhattan, the lady thought that she had closed the door behind herself and she hadn't, and the the homeless man or the mentally ill man came in behind her and stabbed her some forty times fatally in her apartment, and when the police found him, he was hiding in the bathtub. So was that a wake up call, or how about the scores of other people? that have been punched, kicked, nearly thrown onto the subway? How about the riders that have to deal with the mentally ill on a daily basis? How about the people, and I've, I've experienced this twice myself within the last year. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to be a phony. Generally, I try to avoid the subway. And I've, I've instructed my family, under no circumstance do you ride the subway no matter what it's going to cost us to Uber it or, or park or whatever. But what about the people, Madam Governor, that get into a subway car and it smells like a human body had been there for three days? Or, Madam Governor, is it a wake-up call when you get on the subway and someone has defecated in a corner in, 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 in a seat? Is that a wake-up call? And so now you're telling us, Madam Governor, with a straight face, after you barely won your election, that Mr. Neely's death is a wake-up call on mental health. Well, certainly this um, this uh, situation with Mr. Neely is dividing the city, and by now you have heard that he was on, and there is a list, apparently New York City's list of the top 50 mentally ill homeless people in need of urgent care. Outreach workers refer to them as the top 50. It's a roster, if you will, maintained by New York City of the homeless people living on the street most urgently in need of assistance and treatment. And um, an unnamed employee of the Bowery Residence Committee, a nonprofit that does subway outreach for the city, told the New York Times that Neely had hundreds of encounters with social workers and was taken to hospitals numerous times, both voluntarily and involuntarily. And, and, and here is a good point um, that Curtis Lewa has made. So people have made much, and we see all your calls. We're going to get to them in just a second. People have made much of Mr. Neely doing his impersonation of Michael Jackson. 
And in those videos, it looks cute. I mean, he's Michael Jackson in the videos. But remember, folks, those videos are are many years prior to Mr. Neely, if you will, going off the deep end mentally, the situation uh, that that he uh, was in when this uh, situation happened. And by now, we all know the story that he was belligerent, had threatened people, had thrown items at people on the subway before this happened. But here is a good thing from Saturday's protest, a good thing. Uh, a number of the protesters from Saturday where where they got down on the uh, actually on the subway track, one man stood on top of the uh, railing over the third rail. Uh, one good thing is that the NYPD is searching for people that jumped onto the subway tracks and disrupted service over the weekend and um these were people that got on the uh, the tracks of the Q train near Lexington Avenue and 63rd Street. The police are looking for at least six people, and that's a good thing because they should be arrested and prosecuted to the full extent of the law. I promise we are about to start with the calls, but I want to I want to break down this poll. We're gonna get to the Neely stuff and it there there and oh oh my god, the, the migrant situation. We we're gonna deal with that, I promise. A lot to get to uh within this hour. Here is a headline from the New York Times. This is the New York Times. It says a a, a headline that's currently up, folks, it says Biden cast himself as the Trump beater. Polls suggest That's no sure thing. That's the headline, one of the headlines in the New York Times. And so President Biden's job approval rating hit a career low. This is the latest ABC News Washington Post poll. 68 percent, 68 percent of Americans say he's too old for another term as uh, president and views that put him in a trailing position against the top Republican candidates for the early choices in 2024. Just 44% see Biden's potential opponent, Donald Trump, as too old. And, of course, Trump is 76, Biden is 80. But, frankly, age is just a number. I'm talking about how quick are the candidates mentally. And in that regard... Between Trump Trump and Biden, it's night and day, night and day. Also in the survey, Trump far surpasses uh, Biden in terms of being seen as having the mental sharpness and the physical health it takes to serve effectively as president with wide doubts about Biden. This is not Dominic talking. This is the poll. Another difference that's problematic for for Biden, right? Should Trump emerge as the Republican nominee? And I've been telling you this, folks, for months. Americans say by a 54 to 36% margin, Trump did a better job handling the economy when he was president than Biden has done in his term so far. No. Really? Really? You know, Dominic, you're just in Trump's corner. If Trump says left, you say left. 
If Trump says right, you say right. I told you folks, Trump has done a much better job handling the economy. And now the survey is telling you the same thing. And as a result, Biden is trailing Trump and DeSantis and DeSantis. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Let's start with your uh, telephone calls. Let's begin. uh, Let's see here. Let's begin. We have a lot of calls. I want to start with uh, Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. It's good to talk to you again. Um. Lots going on. I'll keep it simple and quick because I know you must be busy. Biden isn't too old to be president. He's too incompetent. He's too diminished. He's too corrupt. But he's not too old. And I'm not going to let the media pull us into this because the media started bringing this up about a month ago. Oh, it's his age. It's his age. And then if he goes, the Democrats would say, well, we didn't know Joe was that bad. And things are bad, but we could say nonsense. He's doing exactly what the Democratic Party wanted him to do and what they're going to continue to do after he's gone. Age has nothing to do with it because if it works on him, they're going to say, oh, well, look at Trump. He's getting old, too. Maybe we should not. No, nonsense, okay? Say the media narrative and let the media run with it, but it's not his age. It's his incompetence and his corruption and his cognitive decline, and he was never a bright guy to begin with. And I think that's it, and I'll turn it over to someone else, and you have a great night, Dominic. Thank you, Robert. You do the same. If, we, if we're if going to be honest in assessing this, uh, the entire Democratic ticket is horrible. If we're going to be honest about this, uh, completely honest, uh, we we may do better with Biden than, than his replacement. And, and, you know, it's funny because um, – uh, I was I was sitting at home this afternoon. My wife and I was talking, and we concluded that for us to be able to sell our home and get the price that we're looking to get, the number we had hit the number when Trump was the president, and now the value of our home has gone down, and we both concluded that we need Trump to win the election for real estate values to return to where they were so that we could get the price of what we are looking for. All politics are, are local and it does, unless you're on major social programs, right? And, And I'm not judging one way or the other, but unless you're on social programs, a kid could tell you that Trump was better on the economy than Biden. A kid could tell you that Trump was a much better president than than Biden is currently. Oh, Dominic, look what he said about the woman's face. He called her a horse face. Dominic, look what he tweets. The bottom line, folks, do you think I'm worried about what Trump tweets? Or do you think I'm worried about when I go to sell my home that we're going to get the price that we're looking to get as we're going into retirement age? Which one do you think we're concerned with? 
Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? All right, I'm going to switch topics, Dominic. I want to talk about the mental health uh, 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 crisis. Now, the problem is, as I see it, is that in order to cure this uh, situation, we have to keep psychiatrists out of commitment proceedings. We have to commit people based on the testimony of, of people who are witnesses and let the psychiatrist deal with them after the determination is made whether they should be co- committed. Okay, and I'll wait, tell you wait, why. Okay, wait, I'm going to let you tell I'll me tell why. why. I'm, I'm yeah. go- wait, Larry, I'm going to let you tell right, me why. Right. But the whole premise is wrong. How could you have people committed, Larry, without a psychiatrist being involved? The entire premise is wrong. Uh, can I t- uh, let me tell you go why. Ahead. It's, it's just got to be quick, okay. but go ahead. All right, right, right. Psychiatrists are the sickest element in society. They crave power. Now, you remember in the Billy Boggs case, the court ruled, the seminal ruling in the 80s was that if you're mentally ill but not dangerous, you have to. You cannot be committed. Okay. Psychiatrists now want to want to show how powerful they are and impact public policy by 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 ruling that this one's not dangerous. That's what not dangerous. Okay. So Larry, they are dangerous. They so Larry, show, they, they let, let, let's, say, let's, say, let's say for argument that that you're safe and and it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Billy Boggs because for those of us that have been around the news business for a long time, you may recall when John Rowland got into it with Billy Boggs over that situation. Well, John Rowland has passed away. I will have a lot more. The legendary Fox um, 5 uh, anchorman, I'll have a lot more on his death coming up uh, in about 25 minutes during the Chronicles of uh, Dominic Carter. But, Larry, there is no escaping. Let's just say your argument is correct about a power struggle with psychiatrists. There is no escaping that, Larry. So I don't even understand why we're discussing this when you're not going to get around psychiatrists. Well, because basically uh, the left has been using this Billy Boggs case to weaponize homeless people who are mentally ill as as a weapon to promote the liberal state. And and, and people like George, like Neely, this guy Neely, are caught up in this and they're victimized by this by by being Errol Lewis was right when he said they're dead before they're even uh, uh, considered before they even counted because they're used as pawns to promote the liberal state and psychiatrists are jumping in with this to show their power they're power hungry people okay so do you have a realistic approach for how you achieve your goal you will not get around psychiatrists that's ridiculous to even bring I just it up said it but I said no, it. But you cannot- you commit them first and let Larry, the psychiatrist come on, deal with Larry, them. Larry, are you serious? Come on, man. Are you serious right now? I'm very serious. Larry, so, you know. Why so, should they testify so, if, they're, if they're power-hungry, biased people? Why should they testify in reference La- to somebody's La- freedom? La- Larry, they deal Larry, with illness. They I, deal I, with I, illness. Larry, I, I enjoy your calls, but oftentimes you deal with too many broad brushes in terms of uh, describing one category of people. You cannot say that all psychiatrists are the same. You can't say that all talk show hosts are the same. You can't say all doctors or police officers are all the same. That's not fair. But when you're talking about the situation, I'm going to give you the final word before I move on. When you're talking about the situation of mental health and mental illness, there is no escaping, nor should it be that way, psychiatrists. So what what are you doing here? Doctors are meant to treat illness, not to deal with issues of freedom. Okay, when you I give got, a doctor I got, I control got that, over that. I got that. 
What's the solution? Larry, listen to me, please. It's never going to go solely based on what a witness account is. So what is the solution under, under your scenario? Well, Shakespeare said kill all the lawyers. I guess maybe kill all the psychiatrists. Okay. All right, Larry. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning, Dominic. Pleasure to hear your voice. And thank you. Look, here's the deal. Uh, the guy, Penny, who uh, allegedly killed the uh, the poor guy was was carrying on. He was meant, obviously mentally disturbed, and he was a potential menace to the people in the car. The point is, if they um, if they find him guilty, it's not going to help because <clears throat> that will not put an end to the, uh, the the problems going on with the city. There'll be no peace. <clears throat> Excuse me, sir. Um, the point is, we will not buy peace by convicting uh, Penny. The, word, the the most they could probably charge him with is is, is the low count of involuntary uh, manslaughter. Right, but the remember, man, but man, remember, let, let let's not jump the gun. Uh, the Marine has not been charged with anything. Uh, it's being speculated that it's going to the grand jury in Manhattan, and we'll see what the uh what the grand jury concludes but nothing has been uh decided uh, as of yet phil likely that something will happen because remember you've got these people screaming and yelling standing on the third rail of a train i i mean this is this is this is basically war it's basically war against against rational civilized new yorkers the thing is that the the fear it's being promulgated not so much by people who who were in the case of that guy, you know, nearly that that poor guy. The fear and the, the threat is coming from these demonstrators. These demonstrators, I've seen them. I've taken videos of them. These people are very, very dangerous. They cause traffic jams. They they cause peril on the trains. They they frighten people. They really do. And if if they convict, if they convict. Uh, Penny, it's not going to end this. This will go on. God forbid, Dom, you know as well as I, if something similar to this happens again, we're going to have three times the demonstrations that we had before. Penny, worst comes to worst, should be treated in a facility because he, he overdid it. But then again, I say give the guy a chance. Worst comes to worst. My worst case scenario is involuntary manslaughter. Okay. Thank you for the call, Phil, and have a great morning. My position, I will consistently state that I do not believe this Marine should be charged. This Marine put himself at risk trying to help others. How many of us would do what he did in terms of not a chokehold, but in terms of stepping up to help help someone else? When he could have been stabbed, God only knows uh, what could have happened. We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. I see all of your calls, but but I have to mention this as it relates to the migrant situation. So Title Forty Two ending this week in about forty eight hours, and this is unbelievable. And Mayor Adams has no one else to blame but himself. He's the one that welcomed the migrants here. And this is unbelievable. New York City agencies have been ordered 
to use their properties, staff, and any resources available to them for migrant housing and services as the city hits the crisis point. I want to make sure I got this right. So the migrants' problem, wherever they may be from, that's now all of our problem. We, we've got to deal with it. And so the city of New York is ordering all city government agencies to identify properties they own that can be converted into emergency housing for asylum seekers. Now, Mr. Mayor, this is a dumb idea. Do you think the migrants are going to stop coming? You're, you're going to run out of resources. You should have never opened the door to this to begin with. You should have done what Ed Day in Rockland County did. No, no, and again, no. Here are the police to escort you to the line. I feel for you. I have a compassionate heart, but take it to the, to the, to the line uh, of the, the borders of the city. And to the activists that it would have taken you to court, Mr. Mayor, do you hear the crickets? Your neck, Mr. Mayor, you may have ruined your political career on the migrants situation. And you thought this was going to ride you to the White House. And now the, the, the advocates that would have taken you for sure to court if you took a tough line, do you hear those crickets, Mr. Mayor? You're drowning, and those advocates are nowhere to help you. They don't care that you're spending all. They, they have an agenda. They have an agenda. Fight, fight against the city. Fight for the migrants. Fight for the homeless. Fight. Notice, folks. Notice, folks. All those lawyers that there's a reason why the homeless and the mentally ill are in the subways. There's a reason why they're at Penn Station because lawyers have fought and advocated for them to have the right to be there. Notice those lawyers are nowhere to be found now. It's all crickets as all hell is breaking loose. You're going to run out of resources. You do not have enough resources to deal with this migrant crisis. You're turning the old police academy. I think it's on the 19th or 14th Street in Manhattan. You've turned that into a shelter. You can't keep giving these people free things it's never going to stop. You don't think they have access to telephones? You don't think they're going to call their relative and say, hey, do whatever you got to do, get to the border. Because if you get to the border, you can get a free bus to New York. You get to New York, you don't have to deal with any of the immigration policies. You're here for the next 10 to 15 years. And this dude, Eric Adams, is going to pay for everything, the mayor. Mr. Mayor, you have no one else to blame for this but yourself. You should have called up Ed Day in Rockland County. I know he's a Republican and learn something from him. No, no, and hell no, they can't come here. That should have been your approach, Mr. Mayor, but oh no, I'm the Biden of Brooklyn, hanging out at three o'clock in the morning. I can do it all. Measuring the drapes, measuring the drapes at the White House. And look at you now, Mr. Mayor. Your back is up against the wall where you're begging areas to take migrants like like this is your problem. 
And guess what, Mr. Mayor? It is your problem. When we come back, we're going to go to Yonkers, New Jersey, the Bronx, Boston, Brooklyn, Elmont, and Connecticut. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss now here's dominic carter on talk radio 77 wabc and we are back i'm looking at my twitter uh the phone lines are full you can also reach me on twitter at dominic tv and john beckman said john says listening live from las vegas originally from ridgewood new jersey good morning john and i love for one the restaurants in ridgewood i haven't been there in a while but i'm coming back soon david in the bronx says here trump is only four years younger than president biden and one could argue isn't in the greatest physical condition himself but the difference david is that i suggest you sit down and try to interview uh, president trump and he will go toe to toe with you in terms of uh, ability, cognitive ability. I think that nine out of ten of us would say that the current president of the United States does not have that capability, and that's why he's shielded from us in the manner that he is. So a number of things going on this morning. The polls showing that 68% of Americans from the Washington Post, uh, ABC, say Biden is too old to run again. Then there was another protest a few hours ago for uh, Mr. Neely, the um, the uh, subway uh, choking incident. And I will continue to tell you, folks, as someone that has covered protests for a very long time, these protests are reckless. Someone is going to get seriously hurt. And, and I really hope that it's not a police officer. The migrant situation is exploding the city is doing everything that it can, and we didn't have to be in this situation if the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, was not posturing and measuring the drapes at the White House. Leadership would have been to say no, no, and hell no to migrants coming here. And I, I still want someone to explain to me. They they say they say don't kick a man when he's down. So I'm not I'm not 
kicking the migrants. But I, I want someone to explain to me, why is the city's immigration commissioner standing there every time a bus comes in and shakes the migrant's hand the moment they get off the bus here in New York City. Do you understand the message that is sending to this these migrants? Do you understand what it's going to mean once Title 42 is lifted on Thursday? Nueva York, Nueva York, let's get to Nueva York. You get to Nueva York, free, free, free. Who's going to be able to pay for this? Why is the commissioner of immigrant services greeting these migrants off the bus. They're not here legally. What 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 is the Adams administration doing? And now the mayor is ringing the alarm bell telling all of us that that all hell's about to break loose. Well, it already has with the budget to the tune of what 5 million dollars a day for for migrants while the rest of us are barely surviving. This is not a prob this is not a, a problem with where there's a solution to it. Unless you're just gonna give everybody you might as well start with Americans and give us free, free, free. Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, uh basically Eric Adams got in with the overwhelmingly support of the black vote. Now here's what here's what's going to happen. Once these people are here, sooner or later, they're going to look for jobs. Most of them don't speak English. They're uneducated. They have no skill. So the only jobs they're fit to do are basically assembly line factory jobs, which no longer exist. So they're going to have to take the lowest of the low minimum wage jobs, which means they're going to have to look for a place to live. Now, I can tell you right now, they're not moving into Forest Hills or Whitestone because over there, the houses started about $1.2 million. So they're going to look for the lowest priced places to live. What are these places? Let's see now. There's Bedford-Stuyvesant, there's Brownsville, there's East New York. So the migrants are going to be shoved down the throats of black people in black areas. I don't think they realize that. They're the ones who are going to get hit the hardest by these migrants because there's no place else for them to live. They can't live in in very well-to-do areas. They can't live in Midtown. The only places they can live is the poorest of poor areas, the South Bronx and the neighborhoods that I just mentioned. So let's see if the minorities are in love with Eric Adams once they start showing up in these neighborhoods, because I don't think they're going to be very happy about it. I know I wouldn't. Hmm. Well, thank you for the call, Michael. I, all I can tell you for sure, definitively, is that uh, as a Rockland County, New York resident, I, I am very proud of our county executive, uh, Ed Day, for standing up and saying, no, you're not bringing more than 300 uh, migrant men to Rockland County and putting them up in a hotel. No, you're not doing it. Take them someplace else. And frankly, this is what what Ed Day is doing is what should be happening at the border. All of this could be resolved if you simply did what you're supposed to do at the border. Let's go to uh, Paul in Connecticut. Good morning, Paul. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, good morning, Dominic. Thank you for all your... Good listening. I've been doing good talking. I've been listening to you for a little while. Thank you. I just think that 
it's getting close to where, you know, they want the president to buy to, to run again. I think he should almost be relieved of his duties. That's and Mayor Adams should almost get fired. You know, he wants to send them to your neighborhood. They should build a build places out on federal land somewhere, make new cities maybe or something. But, you know, Paul, I, I don't even think that should be done. Why should our taxpayers, our tax dollars go to take care of people that are not even citizens of this country? Why? I mean, well, now, now, tough. now, 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 some, thank you for the call, Paul, some from Connecticut this morning. Some may say, well, Dominic, you're being tough. No, I'm not being tough. I'm just, I'm just being a realist. You can't take American taxpayer dollars to deal with a problem where there is no solution. The more you spend, the more migrants are going to come here. It really is as simple as that. Jimmy in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. You're, you seem to be a very balanced guy even when you get angry. It's so You're so interesting. A caller a couple of callers ago was naming neighborhoods he thought were cheap neighborhoods. I'm telling him if he doesn't know. Even in the, what we used to consider the worst neighborhoods, the dangerous neighborhoods, the rents are extremely high there for new people moving in. It's hard to get a cheap place anymore. So a lot of these people are going to have to be subsidized. The city only has a certain amount of money. Now, if you were the enemy, how would you look at this? If Just, just, just try to think like the enemy. It's, I know it's not easy. You topple the cities, that will topple the states. You topple enough states, you topple the country. Eventually, the economic decline, we're being attacked, we're not allowed to have our own energy sector. If you add this all up, we're going to have economic decline. The only place to cut will be the military budget while our enemies are preparing for war. We are in serious trouble. I was down by that station a couple of days ago, uh, Broadway Lafayette, that's my my old neighborhood. And the people out there was mostly white people. It was manly women and girly men. And when they had the signs, it was the party of of socialism and revolution. The leaders, the agitators, they have different goals than the ordinary people. Jimmy, let let me just say this. Uh, I believe you're referring to the, um, the Neely protest on Saturday. Is that the one you're talking about? Yes. Okay, well, one, one, there are professional agitators that move from city to city. And half of those folks, uh, I've been doing this 40 years. I've never seen any of those faces that were, and most of them were white, you're correct, that were at this protest. Those were professional agitators. And people have to be very careful with professional agitators because their goal is to come in and, frankly, start a riot. And it's very easy, yes, and it's very easy to start a riot situation when when the temperature is as high as it is now. Go ahead, Jimmy, before I move on. Yes, there's a group called the Revolutionary Communist Party. They're working in prisons and street gangs. In their newspaper, they wrote, this was a couple years ago, in their newspaper they wrote about a weekend in Chicago, 25 people were shot. They said, you've got to quit killing each other. You've got to get out of the street and into the revolution. There are better things to fight and die for. This is a very serious situation. And, of course, Soros was funding that group also. It's amazing. We're being attacked at every level. There's nowhere we're not being attacked. This is like a, this to me looks like the final push. Listen, I've been inside the movement for more than half a century studying it. I was never a communist, but since I was a kid, I was studying it from within. 
these people, the leaders, not the ones you see in the street, the strategizers, the tacticians, absolutely brilliant. They have think tanks that do nothing but study America, our constitutional laws, our history, so they know where to attack. This is not just street rabble. And then you get innocent people caught up in it. They're creating with the, with these weak on with these uh, prosecutors and district attorneys who basically promote crime. The more criminals they have, that's more people potentially to get in the revolution. Look, I'm a, I'm a law-abiding guy, but I'd like to have a 67, 80-inch TV myself. And I'm thinking they're getting it. Why can't I? Now I won't do it, but it crosses my mind. Okay. So you got to figure that crosses a lot of people's minds. I pay to go on the subway and others don't. I don't like that. I, I, I hear you, Jimmy. And uh, these days, thank you for the call. Not just the subway, the buses as, as well. It, it's like it's like there's there's no longer a fee to uh, to ride public uh, transportation. It just seems that way. And so I'm looking at my Twitter. You can reach me at Dominic TV and Miller S. Ann states, uh, Dominic, the mayor is not upholding the oath he took, and part of it was to protect the people of the city of New York, and he is not. Isn't that a good reason to have him removed? He is too busy eating $1,000 steak in Miami and clubbing it all night. Miller S. Ann, thank you for that interesting uh, comment. We are going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, one of the uh, legendary TV anchors in New York, has passed away. We'll have that coming up at the top of the hour. Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. But when we come back, we're going to go to Yonkers, South Carolina, New Jersey, the Bronx, Boston, Elmont, and Los Angeles. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Legendary broadcast journalist and longtime New York City news anchor John Rowland has died. He died Sunday at the age of 81. His former employer, Fox 5, announced John Rowland, many of you remember him, a legend in New York, anchored the 10 p.m. newscast on New York's Channel 5 for roughly three decades after beginning at the station as a weekday political reporter and weekend anchor in 1969. The reporter became Fox 5's nightly news anchor about 10 years later, a position he held up until his retirement in 2004. The longtime anchor was living in Florida at the time of his death, he is survived by his wife. And you may recall, uh, I know I remember growing up, uh, before John Rowland would start, uh, again, a legendary anchor in New York, and before he would start the newscast, the promo that would come on, and as a little boy, it would scare me to death. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? That's what the promo, right before the 10 o'clock news. Now, imagine... If we took that seriously, the better position society-wise we would be in. Because part of the problem, all the way around the board, when you look at the issues that we're facing, comes back to that that promo, that Channel 5 promo was, was dead on point. And the answer in many households is no. 
it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? No, they don't know. Therein lies the problem. To go full circle before we start with the telephone calls, coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight, Governor Hochul declaring that now is the time the Neely death is a wake-up call on mental health. And like I said at the top of the show, if I'm the family of Michelle Go, I am outraged. If I'm the family of that guy that worked down on Wall Street, I believe it was a Latino guy, homeless man just pulled out the gun. He was on his way to a Sunday brunch. Didn't uh, He felt Uber was too expensive, so he rode the train. That was the last thing he ever did. The homeless man blew him away on the train. You remember that one? And now the governor says that Neely's death is a wake-up call. And another problem I have with what the governor is stating, she did go on to say for us politicians, but it's almost like she's an observer and not the leader of the state, not the leader who's supposed to come up with the solutions. Now in her budget, I believe off the top of my head, it's a couple, it's an extra million dollars at least to deal with the mentally ill. But unless that money is properly tracked, as we have seen in New York City, we don't know for sure it's going to the places that it needs to go to to get the people to help. Here is what Governor Hochul had to say. People fall through the cracks. Sometimes they're visible. Sometimes you see them. And we think about the young man, Jordan Neely, who was in New York City in the throes of a crisis, who was tragically killed on the subway this week. His death is clear evidence that we need support. We need alternatives for these individuals so they're not relegated to that kind of life. So those of us in government, it is a wake-up call. It is saying society's frayed right now. Our people are hurting. And shame on us if we don't step up and say, no, we're here to help. Shame on us, huh, Governor? You know, you know, folks, um, and I, I've written about this. It, it, it's in my book, All My Life. The book is titled No Mama's Boy. And I, I understand the issue of mental illness a lot better than most. Uh, a couple of things I just want to say quickly. One, when my mother, who is now deceased, was going through this as a chronic paranoid schizophrenic, it seems like there were better services for the mentally ill in New York City in the 1970s when my mother was going through this crisis. And the first 12 years of my life was me being the child of a woman that suffered from severe mental illness. And that's why I was thus raised by my grandmother and my aunt. And my mother would be away for months at a time, and and I thought it was perfectly normal. My family was shielding from me that she was either institutionalized at Mount Sinai or Pilgrim State on Long Island or Rockland State in Rockland or where her psychiatric problem started uh, in, in the state of Georgia. My mother went through electric shock uh, a num- numerous times as a teenager, as a teenager, and as a chronic paranoid schizophrenic. I'm just trying to give you the perspective of the mentally ill. 
the voices that they hear are real. The voices that they hear inside of their heads to them are very real. And these are voices that often command them to do very bad things. So in my case, and I've never discussed this on the radio, and this is the only time I'm going to say this, and I'm never going to say it again, um, but I wrote about it in the book. So in my case, I'm two years old. My mother can't handle me. Uh, bad health. I'm uh, pneumonia, hospitalized quite a bit. And she heard voices. This is all documented in her psychiatric records. She heard voices that told her to throw me out of the window at age two, and she was going to do it. And so that's why when you folks say to me, how, oh, you know, how can you tolerate some of these politicians and deal with them? And because what I've gone through in my life is nothing. I mean, the, the, the politicians is nothing compared to what I've had to survive. And so, you know, looking at my mom's psychiatric records, she died in 2001, and all types of things in terms of what the voices told her to do. So for a person that's suffering from schizophrenia, if they hear a voice tell them in their head to push this person on the subway train, that's what they're going to do. That's why it's dangerous, and this is why you cannot have these people on the streets of New York City, and certainly not on the subways. Back to the phones, Mike in South Carolina. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Wow, I didn't realize. I got to read your book, Dominic, and I'll tell you. Um, you know, this may have just derailed his career. You know, he feels he can... Uh, you know, bus people up to your county and, and other counties, and I hope the police intercede. And I'll tell you this, Dominic, you and Rita, I sit on Rita's show, you, you and Rita is a one-two combination, unlike uh, the kid from Staten Island who's in the on-deck circle, you know, narcissistic. Thanks, but no thanks. Thanks, Dominic. Uh, always good. Always good uh, listening and chatting, Dominic. Well, thank you. Th- thank you, Mike. I, 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 were you referring to Frank? Frank, I don't know who you're referring to. Frank is a, is a great yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, the guy from the guy, the guy from Staten Island in the on-deck circle, narcissistic, self-absorbed. No, and no, 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 Mike, 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 I love you, but but you got you got you got it all wrong about Frank Morano. Frank Morano has been my friend for about twenty years. Frank Morano, if he's with you, he's with you. He's one of the best guys in the business that I've worked with. He's he's a dear okay. friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, and his okay. wife his wife is a wonderful person. His son Carmine is a great kid. I, I strongly suggest, Mike, that that um you you give you give Frank a call during his show. You know, I I know I know people think Mike thanks Mike. I know that people perceive all of us a certain way. In your mind, you either you like us or or you hate us, and 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 you you may feel that we act a certain way. But I just say get to know a person, but before before you reach a final decision on how you feel about somebody because Frank Morano is one of the best guys in this business, hands down a very, very good guy. And I've said the same thing. Rita's wonderful. I've said the same thing about Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa was here just a short time ago 
And um, I, I, I just I spent about an hour and a half talking to Curtis. And, you know, j- j- just a short time ago. And and Curtis has been a guy that, that's always been there, you know, willing to help when he can. Now, what he does on the radio is one thing, right? But what he does in private is, is something else. Let's go to Eddie on Staten Island. Good morning, Eddie. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Real quick. I think we are being distracted by all the illegal aliens coming in because the fentanyl is the real target. The fentanyl is being shipped here by China to be used by the thousands of Chinese soldiers that are sneaking into the country. And if you don't think that's not happening, you think again. We are being played for suckers. Well, I I think, uh, to use your term, Eddie, played for suckers in in a number of aspects. One at the southern border. Um, You know, I I wish that I could cheer for President Biden. But on a personal level, when it comes to my family, it's just not working with this president. But, boy, was my family doing well under the last occupant of of the uh, White House, Donald Trump. And so, Eddie, I, I say that again, Eddie. He sold us out. He sold out the entire country. He did. And we're all in trouble. I'm telling you that right now. We're all in trouble. Well, Eddie, I, I appreciate your call, and thank you. I'm joined now by the man himself, Frank Morano. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. How are you, my friend? I'm well. So what do you have coming up? All right. Well, we have one of the most outspoken black conservatives in America scheduled to join me in about a half hour, Kevin Jackson. Uh, The guy is a firebrand, and some of our listeners may remember that he was actually fired by Fox News before it was fashionable to be fired by Fox News. So we're going to ask him about this whole Tucker Carlson situation. And I had no idea about this, but apparently people slipping and falling and hurting themselves is costing the American economy not millions, not hundreds of millions, but billions of dollars every year. So we have an expert by the name of Russell Kenzior who's going to talk to us about this, what can be done about it, what consumers need to know, what lawyers need to know, what manufacturers need to know. Looking forward to both conversations. So, So am I. What time is the first one? Half hour from now. Half hour from now. Which one is that one again? That's Kevin Jackson. That's the conservative. Yes. Okay, so that means I'm going to have another long morning (laughs) up until about 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning listening to Frank Marano. Folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Marano standing by. As you just heard, a great show is coming up. I'll be back again 24 hours from now. Right now, news headlines with Alex Barnard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.